Welcome to the Kinkist.com podcast, the safest, most comprehensive and educational space for kink, alternative lifestyle dating, connection, and community anywhere on the web. Our goal at Kinkist is to make the experience of connection one of substance and importance in this ever-increasing world of superficial monotony. Are you tired of online communities full of ghosts, bots, catfish, and time wasters? Does a community built upon the pillars of consent, education, and radical inclusion interest you? Head over to kinkus.com to sign up to help us create a community of people dedicated to consensual play, fun, education, and creativity. Kinkus.com, where we ask, what are you into? I am your host, The Real McCoy, longtime lifestyler, BDSM practitioner, and educator. Hello, everyone. I am your host, Matthias Omatola, author, intimacy coach, alchemist, teacher of Tantra and cosmic sexuality, practitioner of conscious kink and transformational BDSM. Well, hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Kinkist Podcast. We are here starting off a new season, new year. If you're just tuned in for the first time, welcome. But this is our new season, new year, and we're starting off. And our topic of today, since it's a new year, it's going to be something new. And for that, we'd like to say, it's my first time. Please don't be gentle. (laughs) And welcome, welcome, brother. Welcome the real McCoy. Thank you. Thank you, Matthias. Happy New Year to you, brother. Happy New Year. So here we are, New Year, new things, um, you know, keeping the podcast growing and want to thank everybody. It's been a big success. You know, we started this off. We had high hopes for it and the feedback that we've been getting is great. So please continue to communicate with us at Kinkist Official on Instagram and our Facebook group and, uh, you know, help us build this amazing community. So today's show is all about first times and how to approach that and make it an amazing experience for you and your partner, your partners, uh, when you go into that. So uh, there's a lot of things in the world of kink. So trying something new can be scary. It can be, you could be apprehensive. It can also be very exciting. So we're trying to give some feedback and some processes that should help you along the way to make your kink experience that much more smooth or rough, if that's what you really want. Yeah, we all want everybody's first-time experiences to go smooth so that they're not first-time experiences anymore. They're they're reoccurring experiences. If you want these experiences to continue, then, you know, we try to make them smooth and comfortable and, and safe. So um, definitely got yeah. some, some tips on how to do that. Yeah, and if you're just tuning in and you're just starting off in the world of kink and this is something that you got directed to, you know, I strongly encourage you to go to one of our very early podcasts on consent, right? So consent is the baseline of everything that we do in the world of kink. Yeah, we're a consent forward, um, you know, community. Everything that we do is something that is mutually agreeable. So that's that's something that you really want to get good at. And then everything else you can explore from there. But if you haven't and you're not really familiar and you don't feel great about asking or being asked consent, go check out that podcast and uh, 
get super friendly with it because it's a requirement for this world. It's just absolutely you can't do anything else without it. Like the buck stops there, folks. So uh, it's the highest importance. And then after that, and what you build on top of consent is communication. And, and this is a big one. It can't be emphasized enough. So what do you what do you got when it comes to communication, brother? Well, you know, um, when you're talking about first experiences, it's good to sit down, um, talk about what those would be, you know, what, what are the experiences that you haven't had with each other? And I know for some, this can be kind of a touchy subject, like, you know, you don't want to feel like you're inexperienced and at the same time, you don't want to feel like you're over-experienced. But, you know, I encourage people to sit down and be vulnerable and frank um, with their partner that they're interested in having these first-time experiences. You have to be kind of vulnerable and not worry about what their judgment is going to be, whether you're experienced or inexperienced. Just sit down and say, hey, you know, I'd like to maybe talk about this first-time experience, whether you're wanting your partner to have their first-time experience or you're the partner that wants to have the first time experience, whoever's, whoever's initiating this, you know, um, take it slow, you know, create that safe space to have the communication and, um, present it in a light that's not pushing. That's just more, um, inquisitive. You want to know, Hey, is this something that you would be interested in, in doing? Whether it's, it's your first time or, Hey, it's my first time. Would you be interested in, in doing this for me? Um, but having that back and forth communication and being able to be vulnerable in this space is, is key when starting the conversation for first time experiences. Yeah, I, I really couldn't agree more. I, you know, one thing I'd like to build on top of that is the intentions, right? So when you're communicating something and you're trying to do something new, say, hey, this is something that I'm either excited about or I've thought about or I've seen. What I would like to do is try this thing in a healthy, fun way. And my intention is really to just experience something new or to experience some type of pleasure or some type of pain, some type of resistance. Go into it talking about what you would like to get out of it. Being intentional with your play is going to help your partner a lot, as well as yourself mentally navigate something new and what you're going into. So your intentions, having that clearly communicated is going to help you throughout the process of trying something new. So that's definitely a big one. Yeah. And there's some examples of, you know, what you guys might be talking about. Sometimes it might be, Hey, this is, I would like to try my first time anal and maybe your, it's your first time, uh, giving someone anal experience. It's your first, or it's your first time receiving, uh, an anal experience. Others, it might be, Hey, it's my first time having a threesome with a girl, or it's my, my first time having a, uh, a, a guy, guy, girl threesome. Um, so there's a many number of different first time experiences. It could be just, you know, Hey, it, it could be your first time experience, even having sex. Imagine that. Yeah. Um, it, it still does happen. Believe me. So be, <laughs> yeah. be very, um, compassionate about your, your partner when they present these first time experiences, don't judge them for their inexperience or their over experience. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great one. And it, when it, when it comes to this, like one of the big things and one of the notes that you have, or which I think is great, and that is, um, not pushing an agenda, especially if you're the person who's super excited about this, you might want it, mm -hmm. but going, you know, slow and we'll go into that because that's a whole bullet point, but going slow and checking in with your partner who's less experienced 
or the person who's on the receiving end. Now, it, it might be like both of you are 100% in and you want to try this new thing. Like, hey, I've always wanted to go to a, a swinging party, a sex party, an orgy, whatever that case may be. And you both might be like, yes, let's totally do that. That's going to be like you already have enthusiastic consent. You're both kind of leaning in. But if it's you trying something on your partner, doing with your, something with your partner, the person who's more reserved, that's the pace that you should be moving at. Mm -hmm. So it's, it doesn't matter how excited you are. It's about working with the person who's less comfortable. Because mm -hmm. one of the things when it comes to boundaries and consent, communication, as well as just your physiology, you don't want to go beyond someone's comfort zone and then have them contract or restrict or be traumatized by the experience. And now you miss out on the experience entirely versus mm -hmm. if you would have went a little bit slower and you went at their pace, it could have taken a complete different direction and they could have been into it if it took a little bit more time. So make sure you're not being too pushy and you're working with them at their pace when trying something new. It doesn't matter if it's something sexual or experiential. Um, whoever is the more apprehensive one, that's the person whose pace you really need to keep up with. Yeah. I mean, remember you want to have a good experience on both sides. And if you, if you create an experience that's going to be pushy, rushed, um, it's going to create an unsafe space for your partner, thus making a bad experience for them and creating a bad experience for you and could be a triggering trauma experience, like you said. And, and then you, then you don't have to have these, don't get to have these reoccurring experiences anymore because you've tainted the experience. So you get, you get one shot at first time experiences, yeah. you know, one shot. So take your time, present it right. And if you're the, if you're the dominant in the relationship, then take the responsibility to, if you're the experienced already in this first time experience, then, then present it and, and put it in, uh, in, into a safe space, a safe little vessel for, for the person to experience. If you're not experienced, but you're still a dominant in the relationship, then take the time to research the experience. Take the time to learn about presenting the experience so that you can put that safe space container for them. Yeah, that's the, I mean, you nailed it. You nailed it. I nailed it on that one. Um, you know, one thing that I like to do when going into new experiences and trying something new for the first time is before ever trying it, I really like to be able to craft a story or fantasy or role play it in the mind's eye of the person that's going into this experience with me and oh, yeah. for them to contribute as well. So to actually say, okay, this is our first time going to a sex party. You know, what can we expect? We've both never gone there. Well, imagine this. Okay. There's a hot mm -hmm. couple that we are both attracted to or whatever the case may be playing it out where you're really safe. So you don't have to worry about being in a situation that's awkward. You know, one of the, one of the things that's really fun in the world of fantasy that I really like to do is if you're playing with your partner, you can kind of set up a scenario. Like we go in and we make eye contact with this other couple that we find is really attractive. And then, mm -hmm. and you allow that stop and that pause for that to be their turn to, to kind of take that and play with it a little bit. So the idea is that you're both contributing to the fantasy so they can, you know, uh, you can kind of see where your partner's moving and you're moving with it. And you might be expecting them to say, Oh, okay, you're going to go over there and start conversation immediately. 
And for them, it might be something like, oh, then you pull me close and, you know, kiss me passionately. And, and that gives them reassurance. And you're like, oh, well, I wasn't expecting that. That's, that's something different. But it gives you a way to play out a lot of different scenarios so you can kind of see what feels good for your partner without ever having, you know, them to experience anything too much that would overload their system but they're, they're in a really safe space as you play back and forth. So it's something fun to try if you haven't, haven't played with that yet. Oh yeah. I love, I love the hypothetical scenarios that we can create within fantasy. And then, you know, furthermore, after you've, after you've talked about these things and kind of gotten that enthusiastic consent to go ahead and, and see about exploring before you go ahead and explore that first time experience, I like to go ahead and, and add it to my sexual play, add it to my dirty talk when I'm talking to my partner and, and create a, um, a scene or a fantasy in their mind through my dirty talk and see how they react to those scenarios that I'm whispering into their ear and see if they react in a positive or a negative light. And then we can process those things outside of the actual event. You know, like how did that make you feel when I whispered those things in your ear and tried to make you imagine the, the, that first time experience and, and what it's going to feel like when it's happening? How did it make you feel? What, what are the processes that you went through and this and that? But you can also read their body language during it. If you can see that your partner is getting extremely turned on by this dirty talk that you're giving them about a potential scenario of a first time, then chances are they're going to have a, a good experience with that first time. If they're being uh, a little bit recluse and repressed by the, by the thought of it or the situation that you're creating in their mind, then chances are you've got a little bit more talking and processing to do before you take that next step to the first time. Definitely. And going off of that is the next step is still going slow. Like every step along the way, when you're doing something new, you want to go slow. It's kind of like any, any art that you work on, any martial art, anything that you're doing with the body. If you're trying, if you're starting off in gymnastics, martial arts, whatever, it's usually going slow allows you to be able to go fast in the future. If you try and go too fast, too hard from the start, that, that's when you really start running into injuries or psychologically being overwhelmed. You, your body doesn't know how to handle these things. Your mind doesn't know how to necessarily navigate these things. They're new for you. The mind is malleable, but it often takes some time and attention and practice and exposure to things again and again before it builds those pathways of comfort. So make sure that you just go slow with your partner and, you know, take it step by step and open up when you feel your partner opening up, expand to their capacity, but don't push it beyond there, you know, rub up against that boundary and see where they are. And that might be something that helps them expand more. And then their boundaries just gone further or their comfort zones gone further. But if you feel them contracting, well, then you definitely want to stay within that space and get them comfortable enough to expand into it. Or maybe this is not the time and, or this is not the activity that's going to help them uh, go into that. And that's okay too. So you also want to make sure that you're emotionally equipped and ready for it not necessarily going perfectly and maybe your partner's not into it and how are you going to emotionally respond to your partner like that are you going to be mean and angry and aggressive to them disappointed are you gonna you know pull your energy back or you know those different things and those types of consequences if you don't have that in your head already ready to go that's going to be really hard so i cannot emphasize enough is 
be ready mentally for yourself, for your partner to maybe reach their limit sooner than you're ready for? And how are you going to emotionally be supportive of them getting to that boundary so you don't damage your relationship overall if they can't go into whatever fantasy or whatever it is that you want to try in that moment? Yeah, that's a really, really good point, brother, because I've, you know, the reason we talk about going slow and we reiterate so much, you know, go slow, go slow is because at least from my point of view, I've made those kind of mistakes. I've, I've made the mistake of being disappointed that things didn't go my way or things did, that I expected to happen didn't go my way. And I've seen the repercussions of what happens and how your partner can retract from these new experiences if you react in that way. So that's why we, we, we emphasize so much about going slow and making sure that you take your time. A confident, dominant mind is a patient mind. And so in order to get the things that you want in life, sometimes you have to be patient and, and, and per, like we say, present that vessel of safe, safe space. And, you know, speaking of safe space, you got the next one here, which is establish your safe words. So if you're going into a new experience, of course, you want to have your safe words in place so that if you do need to kind of pull back and, and give yourself some moment, you can, you can remember those yellow and red safe words. And if you're in a situation where you're with, say, another couple or another individual that you're adding to that first time experience, whether it be a threesome, a foursome full swap, or playing with another dom in front, in, in front of your partner, um, maybe giving some, some, some signals to each other that can um, also give the indication of a safe word, you know, hidden signals so that you're not throwing the other couple or the other person off guard. Um, it's important that you two as a couple maintain this safe space for each other. It's not anybody else that you're adding to this first time experience's responsibility or nor should you expect them to hold that safe space for you. So remember that it's between the, the two of you unless you're in an established polycule or, or something like that where you do have that trust relationship with that third or fourth partner. No, that's, that's a great one, you know, especially when you're starting to add other people to the mix because it's just a multiplier. And, mm -hmm. and I think going along with the safe words and, and what you can just build on, on top of that is check in frequently. You don't want to always have to wait till there, a safe word is uh, used or somebody is, you know, shaking, pulling away or going into those, you know, a traumatic response or fight or flight response checking in throughout the process of does that feel good baby how you feeling like i'm, I'm really mm -hmm. turned on how are you feeling being in that back and forth and that communication it's like oh you're so hot in this you know how good does it feel for you whatever that is we had walking in i'm so excited being here with you you know how are you feeling like that stuff is is something that constantly gives reassurance and it can lower anxiety throughout the process when trying something new you can already know your partner's into it they're feeling good you're feeling supported so just use that as a, a frequent check-in so it doesn't get to that point where they're already overloaded and you know this really goes especially for doms who are working mm -hmm. with subs or just in partnerships where your partner might not have the best mind body connection that they might be in their head a little too much mm -hmm. and you know they they just are over processing things 
where they might not be able to really feel into their body, that's a time to help, you know, check in to say, Hey, how's this, how's this feeling? Are you you nervous? You okay? Like, cause I'm feeling you, you seem a little apprehensive, whatever it is, just try and read your partner a little bit more to create that, um, that sense of checking in, which will help them get in their body a little bit more. Right. And you mentioned also being forthcoming about your own feelings that can offer that reassurance to your partner of how you're feeling. Because if you do have a partner that might not be connected with their mind body that well, they're in their head a little bit too much, then potentially that they're, they're not, they're, they're wondering how you feel. And so if you're constantly offering that information, it offers them the reassurance that now they can think about how they, how they feel. Yeah, it's so big. And when you're talking about feelings, it's always important to remember to allow your partner the space to feel whatever they're feeling, as well as yourself. You should allow yourself to feel whatever's feeling. Once again, this is new. So any concerns, any fears, um, anything could come up in these spaces. And if it's not new for you and you're the experienced person, it's your duty. It's your responsibility to hold the space that your partner can feel safe, that they feel checked in. And they are allowed to express themselves, be it if it is a little bit of retraction or everything else, that you encourage them that, hey, this is okay. It's something new. I'm here with you. Like, let me know what you need. Like, those mm-hmm. type of things are going to build up trust and allow them to be able to expand or to be able to process whatever they need to process in the moment. But if you're telling them, like, what they should feel, hey, don't worry about it. Everything's fine. Like, just mm-hmm. keep going. It gets better. Trust me. Like, that is, once again, pushing your own agenda. And that's, you know, could put you in a potentially negative situation, which will just damage the experience overall. So really listen to your partner and encourage them to communicate more. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you've, these are all different types of first experiences. Like I said, it could be anal. It could be your first threesome, your first orgy, your first play party, your first time getting flogged, your first time getting fire session, your first time getting tied up. Any of these things could be your first. It's just important to communicate, take it slow. And, and once you've had that first experience, Go ahead and make sure that you have time, allow yourself to process that you've had this first first experience, allow your, your partner time to reconnect with you, um, feel to feel safe, to feel seen and to feel heard so that that trust bond stays in place. You don't want to mess with this trust bond um, when it comes to first experiences. That's why we, we keep reiterating to be patient and take your time. Remember, trust is in my opinion, trust is so much more important than love. You can't have love without trust, in my opinion. So make sure that you leave time for processing, create that safe space for aftercare, um, for for time for, for communication back and forth of how it made you feel and um, and checking in after the fact, not just, you know, immediate processing. This could take, you know, a week or, or longer sometimes to process these new experiences, depending on how exciting or outlandish or taboo it was. Yeah, I think you bring up a, a great point with that is, you know, trust is a core component of love. You can't really love without it. Like that's one of the things that you often feel when people, you know, lose love is really they lost trust and then mm-hmm. the love crumbled shortly thereafter. So having trust and going through this process slowly and checking in all these things continue to build, you know, like you said, the trust bond. And one of the big things is being there after the moment. 
right? Being there after the moment for your partner to allow them to sit, to soak in with it, to have a check-in the day after, you know, not just like, hey, we had our first threesome. That was really great. Well, I'm going to go. It was really nice tonight. <laughs> um, like, hey, yeah, let's do this again. Peace. Like that, yeah. that could be a lot because things can come up afterwards because a lot of the things that we're doing in the intimate space when it comes to kink, when it comes to the lifestyle is expanding. And these spaces for expansion need that time to kind of heal and to process. And when you have a partner that can show up for you during those times and be with you through that, that's something that really creates a stronger, more trustworthy bond that you can go through more with them and they're going to be with you. And it's not just you're just there for the experience and then they're gone. So it's something to make sure that you allot for that. So if you're trying something new, make sure that you're not necessarily in a rush and you have, have other things. Create that space, like make that space and that time part of the experience afterwards and, and prioritize that. Your partner will definitely thank you for it. Yep. Don't forget the aftercare. Don't forget the aftercare. Yeah. Aftercare, aftercare, aftercare. So that brings us to a conclusion of our first new podcast of the year here in 2023. So I hope you all are starting off and we're going to be posting up a number of different things for you to get in. We'd love to hear your kinky New Year's resolutions. So if you have anything you want to share with us and things that you want to try or things that you want to hear about, definitely reach out to us on Kikist Official on IG, as well as find us on the Facebooks. So until then, we always wish you and your friends, stay kinky. Stay kinky, <laughs> stay kinky everyone. <laughs> Ciao. Are you tired of online communities full of ghosts, bots, catfish, and time wasters? Does a community built upon the pillars of consent, education, and radical inclusion interest you? Head on over to kinkus.com to sign up and help us create a community of people dedicated to the consensual play, fun, education, and creativity. Kinkus.com. What are you into?